Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today with a format that has been described as the most popular in the history of sports radio. We call it Free For All Friday and have called it that for a long, long time. What does it mean? Fewer guests. Just yesterday, David Cutcliffe of Duke, Dave Doran of NC State. We've had virtually all the head coaches on this program from the ACC and the state of North Carolina over these last weeks, months, and extended a little bit in the last year. If you have a coach that has mattered in college football anywhere near our part of the country, he's been a guest on the David Glenn Show. There are huge games all over college football in week one. Some of them involve rivalries of the in-state variety. ECU at NC State tomorrow, noon kick. ACC Network will be there with the Big Tailgate Tour. Don't forget to tell us where you will be near Carter-Finley Stadium. We may show up with some cool prizes, including our Tailgate of the Week honor. More on that a little bit later. Another type of rivalry across the state boundaries. How about a little North Carolina against South Carolina? How about Mack is back with the Tar Heels and his former defensive coordinator at Texas, Will Muschamp, a guy who helped him build national title contenders with the, te the Texas Longhorns. Now, of course, the South Carolina head football coach. Those two go head to head. Neither has sky high expectations this season, but they get together on a neutral field. It'll be Charlotte, it'll be Bank of America Stadium, Gamecocks, Tar Heels, mid-afternoon after the Pirates and the Wolfpack get things underway at noon on the brand new ACC Network. We have first-year head coaches elsewhere. How about Mike Houston at ECU heading to NC State? How about Will Healy of the Charlotte 49ers? He got a win in his debut as that FBS program's head coach, a high-energy guy, a good guy. It'll be a rough debut in all likelihood over 12 regular season games, but the 49ers got off on the right foot last night, as did the Dabo Sweeney-led Clemson Tigers. You saw that juicy point spread, and you said, man, the Yellow Jackets are going to cover, right? You get up to like 35 points, of course they're going to cover. Well, maybe not. It was Clemson 52, Georgia Tech 14. For those counting at home, that is a 38-point margin of victory. So for just about everybody, yes, the Tigers did cover. They are that good. Travis Etienne is one of those game-breaking type players, electrifying as a running back for the Tigers. He goes for 200-plus. The sophomore quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, was a little bit more of a mixed bag, but that new Clemson off, uh, defensive line with all four of last year's starters now in the NFL did look pretty darn good as they squashed the Yellow Jackets. Georgia Tech is expected to be one of the lesser teams in the ACC this year. So again, the final result was very predictable. Maybe not the final margin of victory exactly predictable. Moving forward, we get Wake hosting one of the best teams in the Mountain West Conference tonight. Utah State is led by a guy in quarterback Jordan Love who is considered the best offensive player in that league and actually has a Heisman campaign behind him given his stats from last year. 
And given that program's success this past season, Wake Forest, I believe, has a chance to be the best college football team in the state of North Carolina. Not everybody sees it that way. Vegas actually has the Deacons. They're, oh, every team gets the over-under, right? And like for the Tar Heels, year one under Mac Brown, it's four and a half. So if you think they'll win more five or more, you bet over. If you think they'll win four or fewer, you bet under, right? Mike Houston, everybody knows he's a good coach. Everybody knows he's been successful everywhere. But he is a first-year head coach of the Pirates. So that line is set at four and a half. If you think the Pirates will win five or more, you bet over. If you think the Pirates will struggle to four or fewer wins, you bet under. Will Healy, I mentioned at Charlotte, theirs is four and a half wins, the over-under. So very similar circumstances, at least in a narrow sense. Low expectations under new guys when the old guys are no longer there for good reason, right? It's not like they were stolen away by NFL programs. It's not like they got a promotion up the ladder. No, they were all shown the door. They didn't win enough. So Mac Brown, Mike Houston, Will Healy all inherited tricky situations in one way or another. So lower expectations for those guys. Nationally, the biggest college football game, as we also take a little spin around the wide world of sports, NFL Cut Day is tomorrow. Cam Ward signed with the Canes only to retire in the NHL head headlines earlier this week. In basketball, by the way, the every four-year World Cup used to be called the World Championship. It is underway in China. Team USA is among the favorites, as usual, led by former Hornets star Kemba Walker, now with the Celtics, also Donovan Mitchell and a handful of other NBA guys. But it is a watered-down roster by USA standards for the new head coach Greg Popovich after he took the baton from that Mike Krzyzewski guy who just cranked out gold medal after gold medal and championship after championship as he set USA basketball back on the right path with a lot of help from better NBA challenge or NBA saturated rosters. More on a basketball, hockey, the NFL, a little U.S. Open tennis. The NASCAR boys are not only back, they're in Darlington, South Carolina this weekend. An easy drive for many in our statewide audience. Major League Baseball is coming down the stretch of its regular season. I'll be in Burlington tonight. I got a heck of a lineup tonight, man. As we open the phone line statewide and beyond, four days a week, you follow our lead. We have more guests from the media, occasionally a president of the United States, a North Carolina governor will drop by, Mike Tyson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Brooklyn Decker, maybe an Adam Sandler or somebody from the entertainment world who loves sports. Four days a week, you follow our crazy rants and musings and hopefully great guests. One day a week, we follow your lead. When we went syndicated and statewide long ago, one of the only complaints we got, busy signals all the time. DG, I used to always call, and the wait wasn't too long, and you'd take my call, and we'd have some fun, and now I get busy signals, or the lines are jammed, all right? We created free-for-all Friday. You might have to wait a little, but the waits are shorter, and you might even be in right out of the gate when you dial 1-800-849-2761. Our only parameters, and this is as wide as it gets in the sports radio world, your topic has to have something to do with either the sports world or this show or a combination of those two things. It could be a comment. It could be a question. It could be a complaint. It can be a prediction. It could be about something we talked about earlier this week, or you can take us off the board entirely. It is free for all Friday. Please exercise your freedoms along those lines as we wish everybody a happy extended Labor Day weekend. 
We will not have a live show on Monday, so your local affiliate will either carry a best of the David Glenn Show or alternative programming. We, of course, will be back at you live next week, Tuesday through Friday, to discuss, among other things, the events of the upcoming weekend. So I have Burlington tonight. The Burlington Royals of the Appalachian League are playing postseason baseball. Shout out to GM Mikey Morrison and his staff for the invitation to have me throw out the ceremonial first pitch. I am looking forward to that. I hope to see everybody out there at Burlington Athletic Stadium. Game time is 6.30, so my knuckle curve painting the black on the low outside corner will come like 6.10 in that neighborhood. Right after that, Darren, could I go from Burlington right to Winston-Salem as Wake hosts Heisman candidate Jordan Love and Utah State only to wake up early? After who knows what kind of a rock star night. Maybe Dave Clawson invites us out to celebrate a win over Utah State. So I go Burlington first pitch. The Royals get a playoff victory over the Pulaski Yankees. Maybe Deeks beat Utah State, and we're partying into the wee hours of the morning with Coach Clawson and his staff or his players. I don't know. Whatever is allowable by NCAA rules. We got to be there at the crack of dawn, brother. When we go to Carter-Finley tomorrow for ECU at NC State, it is week one of the 2019 Big Tailgate Tour. We're not quite there at the crack of dawn. We're officially across from Carter-Finley from 9 to 11.30 a.m. where you can participate in, among other things, the Continental Tire Toss and maybe even win four free Continental Tires, which is one heck of a prize. So we'll be there 9 to 11.30. I know you're there a little bit earlier than that. I get to just sort of strut in like Ric Flair right at the end. <laughs> you know, I don't bring a robe automatically. I mean, talk Although, me, if we could make that happen. Talk me into it. Given how tonight may go, I may still <laughs> have my robe on from the night before but we'll be there from 9 to 11 30 we're looking forward to getting of course along with those of you who will be there into the stadium to watch the pirates against the Wolfpack. but there's a lot going on beyond that you have nfl questions as the panthers and everybody else are on the cusp of cut day got to go from 90 to 53 plus the practice squad panthers did beat the steelers on the scoreboard last night 25 to 19 Kyle, and Al Kyle Allen and Will Greer looked okay as backup quarterbacks, which is an upgrade from bad. Cam Newton was not even allowed to like run up and down the sidelines and cheer the way he usually does. They said they didn't want him on his feet for three and a half hours as he's still dealing, of course, with the sprained left foot. That sounds a little scary with a September 8th regular season opener looming against the L.A. Rams, but they swear he'll be fine by then. So we'll talk NFL, a little basketball, a little baseball, major league, minor league, and otherwise. It is free-for-all Friday. You have questions, you have comments, you have complaints. Intern Will from William Peace University will be the first voice you hear when you dial 1-800-849-2761. I'm excited about App State's expectations this year under a first-year head coach, Eli Drinkwitz. Those other first-year guys don't have high expectations on their shoulders. They're, you know, both, most reasonable people are giving them a little time to breathe and build a little bit. App State's picked to win their conference, man. So it's the Eli Drinkwitz debut this weekend. NC State, Wake Forest, and Duke have what I would call middling expectations. Not super high, certainly not super low. We'll talk about them as they approach their openers. Pirates, Heels, Niners, and even others across our state. Somewhat lower expectations. And quick shout-out, because y'all know that I love the little guys. Even as we discussed today, Oregon against Auburn and other national games. Did you know, Darren, that our state has only two teams ranked in the preseason 
FCS Top 25. I think you knew that. You have a degree from Elon, and you and I go to North Carolina A&T every other year for the Aggie Eagle Classic. You may not know, because you're busy with other things, they play each other this weekend. So it's Elon A&T, Top 25 versus Top 25, friend of the program Tony Trishiani in his head coaching debut. That's a football lifer there, promoted from defensive coordinator, now the Elon head coach. Sam Washington, another guest of ours, was the new dude last year. Remember, Rod Broadway had retired. He's the promoted defensive coordinator, Sam Washington. He not only takes the keys and just jets out of the gates, they win the HBCU National Championship at the Celebration Bowl last year. So Coach Washington, brilliant in his debut last year with the Aggies. They have a challenge, Elon at A&T, as Tony Trishiani makes his head coaching debut. We wish those guys well. So we'll get into a little Team USA, a little Serena and the Goats and the Kid at the U.S. Open, Major League Baseball, a little NASCAR. We'll sprinkle in a lot of other things, and that's just our part. We follow your lead. Questions, comments, and yes, the complaint window is open. I heard a lot of complaints about the first football game on the ACC network last night. I couldn't get it. I was confused. How could they launch this channel and have so many Americans unable to see this game between last year's national champion Clemson and Georgia Tech, uh, another ACC squad? There are some legitimate, fair-minded debates and even criticisms toward the ACC network, how it was born, how it was launched, and all the rest. There are some legitimate complaints. There's a whole bunch of other, are you bleeping kidding me, whining and complaining by people who have their heads firmly implanted in a deep, dark place in their anatomy and have no idea that they are so clueless that whatever problems came their way during launch week are entirely self-imposed. More on that story with your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761. I'm jacked up about football and other things. I hope you'll share our excitement with a question, comment, or complaint. 1-800-849-2761. Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer is our only guest today. That's because we preserve most of our time for you. 1-800-849-2761. I have a lot more on the week that was and the weekend to come. But we're following your lead at 1-800-849-2761. Next on The David Glenn Show. I don't want those damn dookies rooting for us. They've hated all year long. Let them go right on hate. If the situation were reversed, I would hope they would lose by 100. You're in fantasy land if you ever think NC State's going to make it back to the national championship game. So just forget that right now. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Keeping the peace in NC on The David Glenn Show. I don't think that's a fair comparison. That team lost its head football coach on Tuesday at game week, you know, so you're not going to get a team that's all together when the guy at the top's not even there. It's just not realistic. So we know we're going to have a hard-fought game against an in-state team that's very well coached. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That was Wolfpack head coach Dave Doran. Part of his comments as a guest on our show just yesterday, David Cutcliffe takes his Blue Devils to Atlanta to take on number two Alabama. That's your ABC game tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. Coach Doran takes on first-year head coach Mike Houston in ECU. That's at noon tomorrow on the ACC Network. Remember, especially if you're going to be out there early, we hope to give away our tailgate of the week prize between 9 and 10 a.m. So if you're a late arrival, you might have a great tailgate. You're probably not a great candidate to win our tailgate of the week prize. 
which would qualify you for our tailgate of the year, which comes with thousands of dollars worth of prizes. Remember to contact us at Big Tailgate Tour if you're going to be out there early by Carter Finley tomorrow. As we go to Cameron in Greenville, who wants to talk college football, others want in on the NFL. Cut day is tomorrow. I have some quick thoughts on the Panthers and others around the NFL. One breaking news headline is that the Miami Dolphins became essentially the final NFL team to make official their starting quarterback. Now, the regular season, remember, is still a week away. When, you, when I said five straight days of college football yesterday, that is not by accident. This is the last weekend that the NFL is not the monster lurking and casting a large shadow over college football, seeking out as much of the limelight as it can get. You saw perhaps Clemson, Georgia Tech last night, more on that first ACC Network live football game in just a second. But the Dolphins did name 36-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick as their starter over 22-year-old Josh Rosen. All 32 teams now have their starters. Assuming no weird left foot wrinkles, that guy will be Cam Newton for your Carolina Panthers as they take on the L.A. Rams on September 8th. College football, as we come to Cameron and Greenville in you at 1-800-849-2761, college football is filling this void. I am curious about Team USA at the World Cup of Basketball in every four-year competition where we have a watered-down roster compared to what we usually do. I'll be watching the Panthers. I can tell you who their quarterbacks are going to be on the 53-man roster. It's Cam, of course. It's Kyle Allen. He did enough well last night to make up for some really ugly stuff earlier in the preseason. And you can't send the rookie Will Greer to the practice squad. The way the rules work, I mean, you technically could. You don't want to. Will Greer out of West Virginia is somebody they hope becomes an important part of this franchise eventually. He's not there yet. He took some baby steps forward last night. But those are the three you keep at quarterback, right? Behind Christian McCaffrey, I don't know what running back they're going to keep. The number two has been Cameron Artis Payne for a while now. He might not even be on the roster, much less the number two. Guys like Reggie Bonifon and Jordan Scarlett and even others made an impression, so you could see some significant change there. Joey Sly, a Virginia Tech product, kicked another great field goal last night. Graham Gano, remember he missed the last four games of last season with his knee issue? It's his left knee, so it's his plant foot. But it's serious enough, he missed four games as the Panthers' season was falling apart. He didn't play a down in this year's preseason. Graham Gano is the assumed starting kicker. They might have to put him on IR. Now, Joey Sly has been kicking incredibly well. He had a 59-yarder last night against the Steelers that I'm telling you might have been good from 70 yards. It hit the net. It didn't eke over the crossbar, man. And he did it in Blacksburg as well. Having two really good kickers is a nice problem to have. Maybe. We'll see if they it, – it's important how they handle Graham Gano because if you put him on IR – you can't use them for the first eight games of the regular season. So there's some technical stuff that ends up mattering. One more thing to remember as we turn to college football and nationally, Oregon against Auburn is a biggie tomorrow night. Saturday night, you get Houston against Oklahoma. Sunday, or excuse me, Sunday night is Houston against Oklahoma. Monday night is number nine Notre Dame at Louisville. So in the absence of the NFL, you've got games last night, games tonight. Of course, the full schedule tomorrow from noon till past midnight. But then taking advantage of those vacant spotlights, right? Dana Holgerson, formerly of West Virginia, is the new head coach at Houston. When's the last time you saw a non-Power 5 program hire away from a Power 5 program the head coach? 
He's an offensive guru. Houston has money to spend and has been relevant lately, and they're trying to build themselves into something that the next time realignment comes around, Houston ends up in one of these Power Five leagues, right? So you get Dana Holgerson in Houston against our old friends Lincoln Riley and Ruffin McNeil of the Oklahoma Sooners who are among the preseason favorites to make the college football playoff yet again. That's your 730 Sunday night game on ABC. Our old friend Scott Satterfield grabs the Monday night spotlight. Again, no Monday night football, no NFL at all, unless you're following the cut line. I don't like Scott Satterfield's chances on Monday night as the Cardinals of Louisville host number nine Notre Dame, but that's another national spotlight game, 8 p.m. ESPN. Tomorrow night, number 11 Oregon against number 16 Auburn in Texas. It's a neutral site game on ABC, 730. I mean, I think around here, Carolina fans excited about Mac Brown's return, shot at the Gamecocks. ECU fans excited about Mike Houston's arrival, shot at the Wolfpack. If you're a UVA fan, you were just picked to win the Coastal Division. That's an exciting opener at Pitt. If you're a Virginia Tech fan, you're mad about how poorly last year went under Justin Fuente, and you want to see if he can go to Boston College, a, a solid team, can the Hokies beat the Eagles. These games are this weekend. That's a lot to digest for an opening Week one, as we're calling it, since there were just a sprinkling of games last week. If you're an FSU fan, Willie Taggart, the rookie coach for you last year, missed a bowl. And they've got to open against the Mountain West team's preseason, Mountain West Conference's preseason favorite, Boise State. That game, again, being moved for hurricane-related reasons from the original Jacksonville, Florida, on the east coast of the Sunshine State to right there in Tallahassee, which the Seminoles call home. Boise State against Florida State, originally a Saturday night special, is now a noon kick on like ESPN News because of the scrambling that had to be done for weather-related reasons. All right, Cameron has college football in his mind. It is a free-for-all Friday, meaning your picks, your questions, your comments, your complaints take precedence. Let's go to Cameron in Greenville. Welcome to free-for-all Friday. What's on your mind? Uh, hey, David. Enjoy your show. I, I just wanted to say something for East Carolina fans. Um, I'm a student here at ECU. I've been a Pirate fan all my life. And as many people know, the past three and a half years have just been absolutely atrocious from all the way top down from the university administration, football, and all athletics. I get it. But for the first time in over three years, I can honestly say that Pirate Nation is united again. And I can honestly say that we're fired up about this new head coach, and I'm excited to see what we're able to do against State. I'm not saying we're going to win, right? but I'm saying it, with this new head coach, I can be proud to wear the purple and gold to Carter Finley tomorrow and represent my Pirates because I know they'll be competitive. And by the way, Cameron, you can kind of back me up on this because you're right there in the trenches. The Glens are a part Pirate Nation family, you may have heard, because my son Anthony is a student there. Uh, But for those who don't know, ECU has had changes everywhere that matter, right? The university president has turned over. The athletic director has turned over. The head football coach has turned over. The head basketball coach has turned over. I mean, those are the four decision makers for virtually all of the important things that come down the pike in NCAA competition. That's a lot of change. And it has been three plus years of mostly misery. I'll tell you this in all sincerity, I would be shocked if you beat the Wolfpack and it sounds like, you know, you're you're not being unrealistic with your expectations. You want to see better execution. You want to see better effort. You want to see some fingerprints from Mike Houston given his success at all these other stops. I'll say this 
when, for example, Will Healy, the new coach at Charlotte, is not going to make a bowl game. Mac Brown, the new head coach at Carolina, I believe is very unlikely to make a bowl game. They have a lot of good things in Car- at Carolina right now, including some good players. I don't think they have enough to get to six wins or more. The exciting thing about ECU in Mike Houston's first year, unlike those other new, new head coaches, when you look at the Pirates' schedule, and, and I don't want to jinx them. I mean, maybe they shocked the world and beat NC State. But on my ledger, I have them losing to the Wolfpack. You know, if I'm wrong, make fun of me on Tuesday. That's all good with me. Even if the Pirates lose to the Wolfpack, think of it this way. Three of their conference opponents are SMU, Navy, and Tulsa from the other division. They're three of the lesser teams in the opposite division, right? So that's helpful. UConn's on the schedule. They're no good again. Temple's on the schedule. They just lost their head coach, Jeff Collins, who's now at Georgia Tech. So obviously I'm trying to piece together for ECU six wins whereas I believe those six wins would be far more unlikely among those other head coaches you got to go three and one in your non-conference schedule Gardner Webb William and Mary and Old Dominion are the others after the Wolfpack and then you just got to grab enough you got to find three at least in that conference schedule the AAC is tough like Cincinnati's tough, UCF is tough, USF is tough, Memphis is tough, Houston is tough, but I don't think they have Memphis or Houston, if I remember correctly. So you get the lesser teams from the West. You're going to take a few lumps in the East, but I don't know. I think the Pirates, Holton Aylers is their quarterback again. He's a talented guy. Now the Pirates believe in their coaches. You know, if I were a Pirates fan deep down inside, you know what I want to see tomorrow? I want to see competitive fight, and I want to see no major injuries. Because as much as people don't want to hear this, far more important. Would you love to win the game? Of course you would. Far more important is the Pirates not losing any key players for the other 11 games on that schedule. And I know that's hard to swallow sometimes. Nobody's a sacrificial lamb. I'm not saying you go there with that intent. But in reality, whatever that final score is matters far less to Mike Houston's rookie season as the head coach of ECU, far less than making sure his key players are available for the next 11. That's just that's the practical part of my brain sort of outweighing anything that, you know, ECU fans might be dreaming of in terms of an upset. I appreciate the call and the question, Cameron. Have fun if you head to Carter-Finley tomorrow. On the other side, Matt wants in on more college football and some NFL. The Panthers not only have decisions to make at place kicker and running back and elsewhere, I believe Carolina will be watching other teams' cuts tomorrow. I think the Panthers at, I don't know, 80 to 90% of their position groups know exactly who's going to start the season against the Rams. I think there's a half a dozen spots that they're debating as we speak, and then I know, because I know that depth chart pretty well, I know that there are at least two places where if the right guy gets cut from another NFL team tomorrow at that deadline, the Panthers will quickly scoop them up. And in a league that they talk about expanding the roster from 53, but at least as long as it's 53, every dude matters because nobody goes through 
a regular season in that sport completely healthy. More on that NFL weekend, if you will, even at, without more actual on-the-field games. And more on the college football weekend that awaits us. There's a lot on the line for UVA, Pitt, Virginia Tech, BC, Florida State against Boise State. And there's a lot of fun rivalries being resumed. Gamecocks, Tar Heels, Pirates, Wolfpacks, and even some at lower levels. We'll get into as many as you'd like. We'll follow your lead again on the other side. Scott Fowler joins us next hour from the Charlotte Observer. But otherwise, we're following your lead. 1-800-849-2700. We'll sprinkle in some U.S. Open, some baseball, some NASCAR, some international basketball. But we've got football on our mind looking back at the week that was and looking ahead to the weekend to come. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can steer our ship next on The David Glenn Show. The great difference between sport and capital E Entertainment and capital S Sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. The lines are lighting up across the great state of North Carolina. We love when that happens. We are halfway to Margaritaville every Friday afternoon. Special thanks to our good friends at Sports Channel 8. I was listening this morning on our Triangle Affiliate 99.9 FM, The Fan. Hayes Permar, Brian Geisinger, the rest of that outstanding crew. Do you know what their new phrase is, Darren Vaught? They say... When they host Friday, and remember, it's different all across the state for our other affiliates. You know, Josh Graham, our good friend, follows us in the triad part of our listening audience. But other programming leads into us, depending on where you are in our statewide audience. Hayes and the guys at Sports Channel 8 have adopted. We're a quarter of the way to Margaritaville <laughs> on Friday mornings. I, heard that. I, I love that. And I tip my cap to those guys. They are wonderful partners. This industry can be crazy, even has the occasional shark or backstabber out there. They are wonderful, wonderful partners to us at the David Glenn Show, and we're thrilled and happy for them as they ramp into our coverage every weekday in that part of our state. And they have adopted our Margaritaville theme on Fridays as we all head into, in this case, an extended weekend. Happy Labor Day to everybody. It is Free For All Friday, and that means I come right back to your phone calls. Only one guest today, and only so much of my rants and musings. I'll have more on the misguided criticism of the ACC Network launch. There is room for, again, some fair criticism. I mean, the Big Ten launched its channel 12 years ago. The SEC launched its channel five years ago. The Pac-12 launched its channel seven years ago. There's a very, very fair debate about whether the ACC was asleep at the switch on this. However, there's also some unbelievably misinformed, uneducated, truly ignorant criticism about what has happened over the last week with the rollout of the new ACC network, with last night's Clemson-Georgia Tech game being the first in the big sports, first live game action. Some folks didn't have it or were confused or didn't understand why they didn't have access to the ACC network. I'll tell you this, keep this in mind as a business person, when the product is well-known sports content and you're on the cable side, you don't make money by giving the same access to non-paying customers 
that you give to paying customers. So anybody's shocked. Oh, I can't believe. What are they doing? Don't they want exposure? Are they stupid? They don't want people to be able to see this game and realize the brilliance of the ACC network? Well, duh, guys. They were telling you that for three months. There is not a single regular listener to the David Glenn Show that was surprised over the last seven days. Why? Because we kept answering the questions. Oh, man, well, can't we just, like, call it up on ESPN3? Uh, No, you can't. Oh, well, can't we just call it up on the ESPN app? Well, yeah, if you're a subscriber, yeah, it'll show up there. If you're not a subscriber, no, it will not show up. Don't be surprised on August 22nd or a week later when Clemson plays Georgia Tech. None of our listeners were surprised, and yet all over social media last night, there's this just firestorm of those idiots. Folks, it would be idiotic to give away stuff for free. Like in the business world, when I want you to taste my amazing butter pecan, and you've just never had my version of butter pecan, yeah, I'm going to give out free samples. Of course, I want you to come back because you have no idea about Podunk State University's butter pecan ice cream. I got to give out free samples, man. And yeah, I want everybody to become a paying customer. In this case, the product is on cable television. You pay for cable television. The product is a well-known commodity. You know Georgia Tech wears one set of colors and Clemson wears orange. And you know Dabo's their coach and Trevor. I don't have to educate you the way I might with my new product in a different context. Pay for the channel if you want the channel. And those calling it a failure seriously have no idea how tricky launches are. Again, there is some fair criticism on the delay. I get it. To some degree, I agree with those criticisms. But when your first football game is shown on six of the seven largest pay TV providers in the United States of America, and that's what happened. Comcast Xfinity is the only holdout among the seven largest pay TV providers in our country. When you on launch day, or I shouldn't say that, that was a week ago, on Game day, your first football game day, you have six of the seven largest on board. Big Ten didn't have that 12 years ago. They might have had like one or two of the seven largest. The Pac-12 is seven years after launch of their network. The ACC, a week in, has more than twice as many subscribers as the Pac-12 network has seven years after its launch. It is not quite as over-the-top successful a launch as the SEC network was five years ago. It crushes every other example of every other college-specific conference channel in the history of the world. If you're 1B to the SEC network's 1A launch five years ago, that's a success story. If you have six of the top seven signed up by when it matters most, that's a success story. And it's just really weird to see grown men crying when the cause of their problem is that they didn't understand how this stuff works. If you pay for the channel, it shows up when you try to pull it up on your tablet or on the ESPN app. If you don't, it ain't going to be there. And that's exactly the message that everybody has been trying to underline for three months. If you weren't paying attention, doesn't make you a bad person necessarily, but it, it means it was a you problem, not a them problem. 1-800-849-2761. You know, one of my pet peeves, Darren, I don't even have many. When ignorance leads to anger and mean-spiritedness, in any context, that's one of my pet peeves.
You don't know how the stuff works, so everybody else is an idiot or a jerk or clueless. Right, or someone else is to blame. Because you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> that, that's the bottom line. You're, you're clueless, so you not knowing you're clueless call other people idiots. I mean, God bless America, man. I, I hope those people stay home on voting day because they're the same ones that are killing us. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Matt is in the triangle and is next on Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind? Well, first of all, long time to speak. It was definitely a, a, a up and down week, in, a week for me last week. Um, but we'll get to that later. So kind of a two-part question. One, me being the beloved Cowboys fan that I am, What's it going to take for, for Zeke to just, you know, pull his, pull his big boy pants up, sign this deal, and, and help the Cowboys? Second part question, I know Mac Brown's back in Chapel Hill. Everyone, We're all expecting big expectations, but the man's 70 years old. He hasn't coached in five, six years. He hasn't been in Chapel Hill in 20. How can we get Chapel Hill back to the glory of 20 years ago? So my two-part question is Zeke yeah. on his contract and, and Mac Brown and the Tar Heels, Thank you for playing, Matt. I could give you quick answers to both of those, and then we'll get as many others in as we can. 1-800-849-2761. First, Darren, let's remove at the senior citizen's home, let's remove two candles from the 70-year-old Mac Brown birthday cake. All right? Yeah. He's, he's, only, he's only 68. I think he turned 68 earlier this week, so we just have to remove two candles from uh, Matt's question there. The positives for you as a Tar Heel fan are that Mac Brown's recruiting at an unbelievable level. So that'll impact much more next year, the year after that, the year after that. He also was recruiting well enough right from the start that Sam Howell, former Florida State commitment, is now the Tar Heels' starting quarterback as a true freshman as they head to Charlotte to take on South Carolina tomorrow. So some of the recruiting magic wand, which he used to help make the Tar Heels a top-five program in the 1990s, has already shown up, and even more of it is showing up among like high school juniors and seniors right now that'll help the Tar Heels further down the road. So it... I just I wouldn't expect the Tar Heels to be great this year, but I do see clear signs that he is turning that ship around in the longer run. Uh, if they shock the Gamecocks, well, then the, the outlook for the season does take an upturn. There's no doubt about that. And by the way, if you don't know, South Carolina is a below-average SEC team this year in the projections. So it's below-average Carolina by ACC standards, below-average Carolina by SEC standards. I guess anything could happen. I just think Will, Will Muschamp having more time to build the Gamecocks has a better depth chart than Mac Brown has with the Tar Heels right now. And as far as Zeke, here's my belief. I think the owner of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, knowing that Zeke is unhappy with the money on the table right now, I think he's taking this attitude. Zeke gets to protect his body by not playing 16 regular season games, and I, or the Cowboys, get to reduce the total cost of the new Zeke contract by just letting him miss the first few games. Whether that's one, two, three, four, I don't know. I really believe, and Jerry Jones said this week, well, if Zeke is fresh for the playoffs, that's ideal. And everybody's thinking, well, you know, you do. Huh? Jerry, you knock, you know, tap on the shoulder. Jerry, you need to make the playoffs for that to matter, right? And are the Cowboys good enough for that? I don't know. I mean, I follow them closely because I'm an Eagles fan. Uh, to me, it's just kind of a, a mishmash of teams in the NFC East, but I think Philly's going to be pretty good again. Dallas also has a chance to be really good. But with Jerry Jones thinking that way and Zeke Elliott thinking his way, 
to me, it's like almost a marriage. It's, it's They're almost agreeing, well, let me show up late, pay me a little less than you would have had to pay me for the full 16 games in a possible postseason, and then we both get to be happy about salary cap issues and health issues for Zeke and not as, enough, not as much wear and tear, et cetera. That's the only conclusion. Whereas the Melvin Gordon Chargers holdout is a train wreck with people who are starting to hate each other. The Zeke Jerry Jones thing is is much more of a love fest with a twist where they're going to work it out by who knows by the end of September probably Zeke will be suiting up for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, my secret evil wish as an Eagles fan is that you know the, the Cowboys lose those games and like miss the playoffs by a game, right? And it comes back to haunt them, but I can push that evil part of me aside for the rest of today's show. We'll get to Bryant and Jim and others on the other side. It is free for all Friday. We are taking your calls. A lot of football, but you can steer us elsewhere and I have more on the outlook for the weekend to come. Football and otherwise, we're glad you're with us on the David Glenn show. You like college football? It's Taj Boyd. Taj, how are you? Welcome I'm to the good. show. I'm good. Dave, man, I appreciate you having me on the show. I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited for the question that you're going to ask. Mark Richt of Georgia, please stop taking our best high school football players, but otherwise, thank you for the visit. Last thing for Virginia Tech coach Frank Beamer. So do we. The David Glenn Show. Thanks, David. Appreciate it a lot. You got it. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Let's get in more free-for-all Friday phone calls. I have a lot more on the NFL Cut Weekend and a college football schedule that stretches all the way through Monday night, meaning Labor Day evening. Jim is in Greenville and next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome to free-for-all Friday. Yes, David. I was just going to tell you that ECU needs to win seven games to go to a bowl game this year, not six. It's, not that, it's not that simple. You, you are correct that because the Pirates have two FCS opponents – to be automatically bowl eligible, they would need to to reach a different threshold, right? Seven instead of six. However, we live in a world where now there are 40 bowl games, right? Not even counting the college football playoff. We've seen five and seven teams go to bowls. So it's, it's, it's really hard to choose your words perfectly when you explain these rules. The rule of thumb is typically six and six and you're bowl eligible. Jim is correct that because the Pirates have two FCS opponents, they'd have to go seven and five to be automatically bowl eligible. But my counterpoint is also accurate in a world where we've seen like, you know, the five and six team that lost a game to a hurricane gets into a bowl. The five and seven team, why? Because they run out of bowl eligible teams. So it's like a gray area. It's hard to word exactly. The bottom line is you win as many as you can. But just as you're seven and five, there's still no guarantee, right? It's all about who else wins enough games to be bowl eligible and how many bowl spots are available. There are examples of teams with only five FBS victories getting into bowl games. Now, you don't want to hope for that scenario, right? Just win as many as you can, and you don't have to worry about the fine print and the minutiae as my law school professors used to call it. Appreciate the call, Jim. The clarification as much as anything else. Bryant wants in on more college football. We have a great weekend that awaits us. I'll tell you more about Oregon versus Auburn, the national game of the week in college football, and some of the games that we're headed to, including ECU at NC State. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can steer our ship on the David Glenn Show. 
UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. And yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show.